this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast, I'm going to talk to you about online courses and the difference that we might get when we think of an online course or buy an online course and what we need to be careful of as consumers when we are buying them and what we need to be careful of as as creators when we're sharing and selling and creating them because there's a vast difference between a completely passive downloadable online course versus something like a mastermind which still has online elements i.e the modules are online not just because everything is online now during covid times but because there are different passive and active elements from the host and active and passive elements from the participants. So I'm going to talk you through the levels that we might find in online courses and how you can make sure that you're signing up to the right thing for the right area of your business and that you're asking great questions when you do look to sign up to any online course. This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. Online courses, we are loving talking about them, buying them, selling them, oh, maybe not selling them sometimes, I guess, if you're not enjoying selling yours. But how do we know the difference between one online course and another? Not just in quality of what's being offered, but the logistics to know how it will solve the issue that we are experiencing. I'm going to talk about all the different levels that we might get with online courses and some of the pitfalls and things to look out for, particularly when you're buying them, but also creating them so you know what to explain to your clients and customers so you're really clear in what is being offered. Something I heard recently was for example coaching sessions being offered in an online course and it turned out they were actually just she says inverted commas Q&A sessions. Q&A sessions are great um, vital and important but they're not coaching sessions and I think it's important that we as creators advertise and sell what we're actually doing not you know, the wrong thing. So levels of online courses. I would say the most passive is the downloadable. So one that your clients simply download, usually from your website or a third party website that you've put your course onto. There might be modules that they complete. There's exercises usually. Perhaps it's something they can print as well um, that they can, you know, write on. But there's little interaction with you as the host There may be an email address for them to contact you or your team, um, but often that wouldn't necessarily be about their development. It would be for admin questions. You know, I'm having trouble downloading this or I'm having trouble seeing what that question is. It wouldn't be, I need to tell you my answers and get, you know, response on it. That's not what you're selling. So that probably is the most passive. And when I talk about active and passive here, I'm not actually speaking about passive income so much. I'm talking about passive in terms of how much interaction is being sold with the program, how much interaction with either the host or their team. So the next level, moving up from totally passive would be very similar to what I've just described you know totally downloadable modules they might complete but with some interaction for them to be able to get support so it might be that there's um, a group perhaps a closed Facebook group for all the members of the group of the members of the course who've taken it so they can have their questions answered sometimes that might be self um, fulfilled I guess that's the right word self administered so that they can help each other answer the same questions you might even have ambassadors where 
older people who took the course a year ago, six years ago, can help newer people. You may go one level up and have um, you as the host go in there and answer Q&As on a thread. You might do a live once a week, once a month to answer people's guidance um, around the questions that they're answering. Either way, it's a little bit, it's more interaction than the totally passive and you get to decide I'm offering my time or not. I'm offering some time and a version of facilitation. Next level is same as what I've just described there with some version of accountability but it might be that instead of it being completely self-paced you might have the modules that are tapered and then they are um, released around support so they're released around uh, a live session that you do to summarise the last three modules. You know, let's answer questions about that, just these three. Or live Q&As. You might include some coaching here, um, but let's just clarify the difference between Q&A and coaching around, you know, Q&A is what did, what did this mean when, when you said this? Or um, sometimes it might be what should I do here? But a coaching session would be much more open around what are you finding and how would you like support with that? That's less of a Q&A and that's facilitated by the coach rather than the clients, your customers coming to you with their questions without you sort of facilitating them. So this level is semi-passive I would say. It might be self-paced but it's certainly got more interaction from you as the host. You might do some more teaching in it, you might do some more explanation of the questions or the modules and you might have some other kind of support available from say your admin team or a coach that you've got supporting them um, throughout the program. Let's have a look at the next level, same as the above. So semi-passive with guidance and support and Q&As but it's likely to include some more time from you as the host which could therefore be more coaching sessions like direct coaching sessions as a group, perhaps as a small group within the members. If you've got hundreds and hundreds or thousands of people, your coaching sessions might be for 10 people maximum, 100 people maximum, you know, whatever you decide. But it's a bit more personal, it's a bit more intimate than simply somebody doing the whole thing on their own without getting guidance. You might also offer additional things and I would say the next level up is really moving on to something like a mastermind where you may have still modules that you have set out for your members but they also get usually one-to-one -one time with you as the host. Not always, but usually. And so the reason it's called Mastermind is because you're looking at a level of expertise and your expectation is the members are at a level of expertise that your other members can kind of guarantee. And so they're all going to get guidance and support from each other as well as guidance and support and more time with you as the host facilitator. And like I said, that often includes private one-to-one -one time. Now, Mastermind is really a version of an online course it's just there's flexibility within a mastermind too so you may not have modules it may be that the whole thing is very much bring you as your in this case let's say business and where you're at and you support each other as your intimate group and you know you up level as we say is what often is a mastermind used for and it's not about modules because people come with their own individual issues that they don't have to be taught on we might assume they're at a level without needing to teach. There's no right or wrong, it's just what you decide as a host and what you feel your clients, potential clients need. But again, moving on to sort of a higher level mastermind, you might have 
either more time with you as the facilitator or host or you guide people into the rest of your team so you might have guest coaches and you might actually have guest coaches and facilitators all the way through any of these online courses but perhaps time direct time with any of these people is directly equivalent to how passive or active the course is for them and the amount that they're paying so when i've said the next level throughout all of this the presumption is that we are going up a level as I've described more detail and more time that's logical but we have to be careful not to make presumptions about what's right for people there'll be loads of people who will absolutely prefer to have a completely downloadable course without any interaction, self-paced, do it on their own, and they will go far. Either because they do things really quickly and they you know, haven't struggled with any of the modules or the questions, or because they need that deep thinking time to do it on their own and they might be distracted by other people around them seeing other people's responses. There's a, another cohort of people who that isn't suitable for and who definitely need much more guidance and support that's not better or worse it's just different and I did a recent live actually on this topic slightly related to it around when I've been selling my mastermind program and the desire for people to to come on it and another subset of people in there who really want more one-to-one time than any group time and I'll share the link in the notes to that video but in brief it really covered the idea that you know, when we're talking about a group program, and in my case, it's a mastermind, you have to be really careful how you're describing that group time and how you know that you're going to help with boundaries if you are getting people to interact and if you are offering one-to-one time and if you are saying you're going to develop as a group together, but you're going to absolutely focus on your business too and get huge shifts in your business. Um, And I think it's my duty, it's all of our duty to be really clear about what we're offering. I've tried to be clear and say, uh, these are coaching sessions, mentoring sessions, sessions and consultancy within there and actually teaching um, because there are modules in it which are really good to up level where you're at within your business so you're constantly looking at you know in this case I'm talking about our ideal client it's not just our avatar it's it's the way we feel about our client it's the way we feel about those top level of people who we've got great results with that's kind of upgrading who our ideal client is so I have teaching models modules within mine as well as one-to-one as well as group sessions but I think when we are looking at certainly a lot of what we're talking about around online courses and the breadth of quality that we might see or feel that there is when we're being sold online courses is really hard to I hate to say police because I don't think it should be policed but to, to understand and unless we are aware consumers we don't always know what to ask for or to look for and I think we owe it as ourselves as coaches and as facilitators to be really clear in what we're selling and we can help our clients be educated in and around what they're buying from us as well expectations within our coaching business are huge expectations are vital to get clear on because if we're not clear on what our clients are expecting from us and then we deliver something that we thought they knew we were delivering and they didn't That is a recipe for bad quality outcomes, for no outcomes and for bad quality customer service. In addition, checking in with any of our clients' expectations, even on a passive course, we can do that with asking the right questions at the start. In the sales page, actually, in any of the marketing, right? We can check out right through to our 
deeper one-to-one clients, you know, a lot of this stuff would have been checked out, particularly in one-to-one clients, in the sort of vetting process, in the connection process. You know, we understand as we have these conversations and somebody's interested to be a one-to-one client, rarely off one chat. And so we're, we're really peating out that idea of what their expectations are and what we can offer. And I think we owe it to ourselves as coaches to be really clear and be honest where we say we can't offer something that they think we have or we don't know what part of their solution is. And we're not trying to pretend we do. We're saying we have confidence that we can help them in a certain area and that's our specialty. We have evidence that that works. We can let them know other people that have been through similar things we can tell them you know our training our expertise or that might be just given because they know who we are but we definitely don't want to say i can help you get this other thing um, when we're not sure we can so expectations are huge for both ends huge for us to be able to get great outcomes and us to have happy clients and expectations in online courses are no different making sure that our online course does what we say it will do is vital Um, And just a final note on that, I've run many online courses now and I always have to improve on this every time. I'll always get brilliant, lovely, amazing feedback and sometimes even within that there'll still be notes and sometimes this could be done better and I would have liked it even more if. We should listen to that we should absolutely listen to that and take note of what people are saying so that we can keep improving our services and keep improving our marketing and keep improving our messaging so we keep getting more refined and more refined in who's coming towards us and buying our services and all that does is make us better right that's beautiful because it makes us better it makes our product our service better it makes our clients happier it makes us feel amazing when we get even more of that great feedback and makes us feel even better when we sell the next same course or develop the next course. So that's my synopsis of online courses, the difference in them, what they might be offering and some of the things you can look out for uh, as the host, as a facilitator and as a client of them. I hope you've enjoyed this synopsis. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.